Welcome back, everybody, to what episode up, number people? 37 of the Off the Field Podcast. And Mobo, you're fully back. Fully back you, in mode. You're rested. You're I'm good. good. I'm good. I'm ready. I'm excited. I mean, just tell them about our guest. Dude, I'm excited about this one. I am honored to have this guest on the podcast. Savannah Banana Sensation Jackson Olsen. How Jackson. are you doing, man? What's up? What's up, guys? Dude, this is... Definitely an honor to have you here, and uh, I can't wait. I hope you're just as excited, and uh, let's get into this, yeah? Definitely. Yeah, I love what you guys do, so yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be on this. Awesome. So you spent your life growing up in Connecticut, and then that down the line turned into content creating. Where down the line growing up there did you find content creating and a love for it? So that was senior year of college at Hartford. Okay. Um, COVID hadn't happened yet, but I was still making a couple of videos here and there. And then COVID hit. And that's kind of when I realized, all right, I'm not sure what my baseball future looks like right now. Mm -hmm. um, so I might as well make some fun videos about it. And then I was making like kind of like fun videos about me just like ending baseball. And it turned into kind of finding a passion for making those videos and the process of what it takes to make one of those skits and videos. And I just fell yeah. in love with that process of it. And then I just carried it all the way through and I've kept it going all the way up until today. Nice. And that content creating journey led you to be in the first ever MLB creator class. How was that? What was the most valuable thing you learned from it? So that was where I've always had a good work ethic in baseball and school. And those are my two kind of, I mean, it's always chasing the GPA and chasing the batting average. Those are my two things growing <laughs> up. Like those, if I can keep those two things up, I'm going to be successful. That's what yeah. I thought. And yeah. then it was like, I have this third avenue where it's like, all right, keep the views up. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of what the creator class taught me is that like, I'm actually having a real, it was the first time I had had a job posting videos. I was doing it for fun for so long. So I wasn't worried about like views and likes. I was like, whatever, I don't care. And then when the creator yeah. class happened, it was a challenge where I'm like, I want to be the best creator. There were nine of us. And I'm like, I want to mm -hmm. be the best one. Yeah. Um, or there were 11, 11 of us. And so it just took that kind of um, the third avenue of keep the views up. Batting average isn't a thing anymore. I'm not playing baseball anymore. Um, mm. And not that it's all about the numbers like GPA, batting average and that, but that was kind of how I kept myself focused every single day. Yeah. Um, and the creator class just took it to a new level. Awesome. And you guys did a ton of cool things being a part of that traveling events. What was the favorite thing for you that came out of the creator class that you guys did? Honestly, probably getting all together um, at the end at the World Series because mm -hmm. we were all making our own content and doing our own things yeah. and like making our own uh, MLB content at different stadiums. And then we all got together and finally got to meet each other mm -hmm. at the World Series. And so that was really wow. cool just to like talk to everyone and like finally put a face to the face on social media. Like yeah. <laughs> always seeing them on your phone, but like to actually see yeah. that face in person was really cool. And uh, you guys were there for the Braves World Series, correct? Where they won it all? Yep. Nice. Yep. Ooh, that's incredible. And now um, becoming a banana, the whole story. You went from playing at Hartford to Setson University and college ball started to fade out, correct? Yep, yep. So I played played at Hartford, played at Stetson. Um, what position did you play? Like in the What's up? Oh, my bad. I didn't mean to interrupt, but what position did you play? So I played shortstop all the way through. Um, then I played third base a little bit at Stetson. Um, but I was playing – I played in the Cape Cod League my junior year. And so I played for Hyannis that entire summer, but three weeks into that summer, 
I was hitting really well. Like my first game, I went in there and I was playing with literally five guys from that starting lineup are playing major league baseball right now. Oh, wow. Oh. So that's crazy. And I'm kind of, the, I was playing third base. I was starting at third base mm. and I went three for four my first game. And I was like, Oh my God, like I actually did well with this competition. Um, and so got an offer from the diamondbacks. Oh, turned it down. They gave me like, people are always like, Oh, why'd you, how'd you turn it down? I'm like, they offered me $5,000 and uh. it was like, <laughs> I could have gone back to my senior year and mm. done all that. Obviously COVID hit and there was a five round draft, but I'm like, I might as well just tr test my luck. I'm playing really well in the Cape Cod league. Maybe I'll get drafted yeah. next year and not just offered the sign. Yeah. Turned it down and then COVID five round draft. So then it kind of everything, uh. I mean, they picked 150 of the best players in America mm -hmm. and I was not, I don't think I was probably close, even close to that. Um, <laughs> But if they had that regular 35, 40 round draft, I think I would have would have gotten picked, which stinks. But like mm. now I'm glad where I am now. Yeah. I mean, I think you ended up in a great situation. And my co-host here, he found this out yesterday that you were the one that did this and he was very excited about it. Go ahead. So <laughs> I gotta ask, there was a event at Stenson that happened to you. Now you had your whole stick to TikTok home run. I gotta ask, how did it feel to even hear it? And then how did it feel to just nuke it just deep <laughs> yeah that was that was probably the turning point um in my content journey yeah. because it was always literally stick to tiktok it was like you do one mm. or the other like you're an influencer or you're a baseball player no one had ever done both before ever in the history of this world yeah. because like it, social media wasn't a thing mm. so because it was so new i realized okay i'm gonna get hate for this like mm. no one else is doing it because it's weird and it's in like it's kind of a, it's a weird thing to be a pioneer of something like that. So I knew it was going to happen. And I was getting, I mean, I played third base at, St I played third base at Stetson, mm. the Alabama, we were playing at Alabama and all those students and all the players were all the whole game heckling me and just like, yeah. Oh, TikTok boy, TikTok boy. <laughs> and so the only time it ever got quiet, it got very quiet was when I walked up to bat my first AB at Alabama. Mm. And it was, I'm pretty sure it was the first pitch. I'm almost positive it was a first. No, it was 02. I think it was an 02 count. <laughs> oh, that's and even better. All <laughs> quiet. It was yeah. all quiet. The guy in the audience just yelled, stick to TikTok. And I'm like, and I hit it. I didn't hear what he said. Like, I heard him say TikTok, but I didn't hear him say the whole part. Mm -hmm. And then the SEC crew that was in there was like, did you hear what he just said? And I'm like, no. <laughs> like, he said, stick to TikTok. And I'm like, you need to get me that footage. Airdrop that footage to me now. I'm posting it right after. Yeah. Have you met the guy at all after all these years? People claim to be him. I've had five or six people DM me claiming to be the guy. Um, uh -huh. But no. That'd um, be I, that'd be amazing, I think, after all these years. I'm sure he's moved I'd on. I'd be like, thank you. I would literally <laughs> be like, thank you so much. Thank you. Because, like, seriously, like, in, in all reality, like, actually, I, I wouldn't be, like, a sarcastic, like, oh, thanks, buddy. No, yeah. So after college baseball, you entered into grocery delivery and started doing that for a little bit. And then eventually down the line, you shot your shot with Jesse Cole, the founder of the Savannah Bananas. How did that conversation happen? How did you two even come to meet? Yeah, so I posted a couple TikToks um, saying how cool I thought the bananas were. Mm. And I think it was on the second one, my second TikTok I posted, it was saying like daydreaming about playing for the bananas but realizing I'm working for MLB and like have a job to do. Mm. And then he reached out and DM me. Oh, wow. Um, I can actually read you the DM right now. Oh, um, yeah, awesome. Inside scoop on off the field. Jesse. All right. This is what he said. April 10th, 2022 at 8.01 PM. 
Nice. Jackson, saw your TikTok you shared about the bananas. I'm the owner of the team. Would love to talk to you about how we could team up. You do a great job with content, and I think we can have some fun together. So that was the, what he said. And then I said, hey, Jesse, absolutely love what you guys are doing. It's incredible for baseball. I would love to be involved in some way, anyway. Let's definitely talk. Wow. It just started out as like collabing for content, and now you're yep. the third baseman. <laughs> yeah, I was supposed to come make some videos, like literally just have a good time for a weekend. Mm -hmm. And then I told him on a phone call, I was like, Jesse, I know you have a shortstop, Ryan Cox, glove magician. Mm -hmm. You have Dalton Malden at second, Dan Overst at first, like that you, you have the infield. Yeah. But I haven't seen the third baseman that's stuck around. And I'm mm -hmm. like, if you need one, let me know. Yeah. And then a week later, I'm at the College World Series making content. And he called me up and he was like, let's do it. Did you still have to try out or was it just you got the job? Just I, so I didn't have the job. I had a spot on the team. Okay. But like, obviously, if I came to the first game and I like sucked, they weren't going to put me at third base. Yeah. So I had to prove myself after not mm -hmm. playing baseball for a year and a half. Mm -hmm. I had to prove myself. And then I ended up making like five or six really good plays um, in the scrimmage. Yeah. Did some trick plays, uh, got a couple oh. of hits and they were like, Oh, all right. I love that. That's awesome. That's so awesome. Uh, and a baseball game combined with so much entertainment. I'm sure all of you are pretty close to the bananas, but is there anybody that just has that really tight bromance with you that you get to the field and you're like, Hey, that, like that's your guy. That's your number one guy. Your boy. Um, I mean, it's funny. Cause like, there's a lot of guys like that yeah. where I've literally like Dalton Malden, Ryan Cox, DR Meadows. Like th those are the guys where I come in and I'm like, all right, I know, I know they're going to be there when I get there. Cause they get there mm. so early. Yeah. And, um, DR, DR Meadows, he, so I didn't have a car here in September of last year for the summer series. Mm -hmm. So I had DR pick me up every single day. And so we just became like really good friends. Cause he had to pick me up every day. Yeah. And then we always got to the field early, the earliest, mm -hmm. one, first ones there all the time. So now, I mean, we're living together now. Mm -hmm. Um, so when we're, when we're going to different spots, like, or we're going, coming from different spots, going to the field, we're always there first. Yeah. And it's just a really cool thing where I walk in and I'm like, I know either no one's going to be in here or DR is going to be in here. And so it's kind of <laughs> like, oh, that's cool. Nice. And obviously in Savannah Banana Baseball, there's a ton of trick plays all over the place. Do you practice your trick plays? I feel like you got it, right? That's, I don't remember the last time that I've taken a regular ground ball in practice. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember. I mean, it's funny because it makes us such better baseball players. Like if we were to literally go out there and play a regular game where we're just hard nosed playing baseball, mm -hmm. I feel like I have become such a better infielder and better hitter and better like everything mm -hmm. because everything is so fast paced and tricky and it's like not your regular baseball. Um, but yeah, we're, we're doing trick plays. I'm watching Ryan at shortstop who had over 130 trick plays this year. And oh yeah. Like, I'm never going to be that, but that's someone that you look to and you're like, everyone in the infield looks to him and they're like, I want to learn from that guy. And so mm -hmm. it's like, he makes us all do it more. Yeah. I was at a, I think his 100th trick play was in Rancho. And I yes, was, it was, you were there for it. That's right. Yes. Yeah. I was sitting right there. That was awesome. And uh, you can well, handle this one. Wanted to ask, do you personally have any go-to trick plays that you, you love trying to pull off? So at third base, it's tough. Um, yeah. Between me and our, the other third baseman for the party animals, mm -hmm. we did, I want to say two different trick plays this year. And that was it. It's literally between the legs or behind the back yeah, because yeah. anything else, the ball's hit so hard at you or it's hit so like choppy that mm -hmm. you have to do something quick or like your mind is just boggled. That shortstop and second base, 
So I played second base maybe like three or four times this year and then shifted mm. over every game for three of their lefties. Mm. I got seven balls hit to me at second base and I did I did four different trick plays. Yeah. And I got a hundred balls hit to me at third base this year and did one trick play and it was between the legs and that was it. So like it's tough at third and easier up the middle for sure. Especially because you have to make that throw all the way across the diamond. Second base, they got that time. They got the closer throw. You got to make your trick play and you just got to gun it. Like The one not- thing too, though, so in in uh, whoever, if anyone got there early, I mean, I know everyone gets there early to the games, but if anyone watches the warm-up that we do, mm-hmm. it's like we do the weave, we run around, and then every second ground ball I get, I catch it, I throw it behind my back. Because like there's no runner, so like I don't have to worry about a guy getting down the line. Yeah. So I catch it, I toss it behind my back, I catch it here, and then I throw it between my legs. And it, <laughs> like, straight shot, straight shot every time. Yeah. But if I do that in a game, like, these guys are so fast. Like, Reese Hampton uh, runs probably a 6'1", 60. Yeah. And he hits me a ground ball, and I'm like, I can't That's do nuts. that. nuts. Mm-hmm. And out of the trick plays you've made, do you have a favorite that stands out, one just at the top of your mind? You're shaking your head already. So. Yeah, so it's actually funny. I, I don't think I deserve to have this one, but I made the 500th trick play of the entire tour this year. I saw that. Like number 500 was the first ground ball of a game. I forget where it was. Mm-hmm. I went behind my back and threw it. And I'm like, Ryan deserved that one so bad to hit 500 <laughs> for the whole organization. But like, you know what? Yeah. Like someone, like I'm not just going to not do a trick play because of that. But I'm like, mm-hmm. in my back of my head, I'm like, he deserved that one. But it was really, really <laughs> cool because they did like a whole montage after <laughs> yeah. of like all the plays and they put mine last and it said like 500. So it was pretty cool. You were number eight. For the Savannah Bananas, why number eight? So it wasn't, it wasn't like a choice. Choice. I was number two my entire life. Like even my mm-hmm. Instagram handle that I finally changed to Jackson Olson. It was J mm-hmm. J Olson two, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I can't be two. I'm not two anymore. I'm number eight. Um, yeah. It was the only single digit available, mm-hmm. and uh, I was like number eight. Like Cal Ripken, pretty cool. Um, yeah. And now my nickname that Biko the announcer gave me is the great eight because it's I love the I, my character is the greatest showman okay and so like the great eight is something that kind of stuck mm-hmm. and I'm like number two is available and like so Zach Frangelo um director of entertainment whenever he does a act on the field and he puts on a uniform yeah. he'll be number two but I'm mm-hmm. like I kind of want to keep number eight I don't know like I mm-hmm. if I had the choice to go back to two I wouldn't do it yeah, and number two, I'm assuming, because you grew up a Yankees fan, correct, is for Jeter? Jeter, yep. Yeah. <laughs> and so you guys have three uniforms in bananas. You got the classic whites, the full yellow banana, and the banana logo collage. Which one is your favorite? I like the collage one because we do um, – there's a few of us, Ryan, uh, Malachi, mm. Flash the Kid, we all, and uh, Zach Phillips. We all, Whenever we wear those, we roll our sleeves up, and it's kind of like our – like I'm, we're letting loose anyway every game, but we're like, mm-hmm. this is our let loose game. Like, let's roll the sleeves up. Mm-hmm. Like, this is going to be fun. And I've literally had my best games in those jerseys because there's something in my mind where I'm like, I have my sleeves rolled up. Like, I can kind of do something cool right now. And yeah. I don't know. It's like it's a, it's a totally mental thing, but I'm like, I don't know. It, they work. They work. Yeah, helps oh. you have fun. It gets yeah. you. It gets you going. You know, it gets you right in the yeah. moment. Mm. Now, um, as far as everything that happens on the field, is there a favorite skit or even a favorite game that you've been a part of? Like while you've been playing, like that you guys do during the games. So, favorite thing I've said this. This has become my new favorite thing. There's always mm. there's a new thing every week that I think of. Yeah. Um, 
the one, the craziest thing we've done that I've done personally is lit our pitcher's hand on fire and he threw a fireball. <laughs> yeah. Um, what? That's the craziest one. But then the most, the most fun one where I'm like, this is wild is we had a full on wedding during our game. So <laughs> no, you didn't. Pitch oh, yeah. was thrown. Pitch yeah. was thrown. Bill Roy catches the pitch mm-hmm. and the wedding bells go on. And then we all become groomsmen and the two people <laughs> come out. They literally get married. They walk off the field. And then no. right when they walk off the field, the next pitch is thrown. <laughs> that was amazing. Unreal. Oh my God. And uh, you obviously have shown everybody your love for the greatest showman. I as well love the movie and many people can agree the greatest show song is a classic and it's tied to you, I would say at this point. And I even used it in my year in review a few years back. But if you had to pick one other song from the film, what would it be? Uh, Come Alive, probably. Okay. Yeah, Come Alive. Okay. I, I like love all of them. Like okay. Come Alive would get me going. Like that okay. song would get me like fired up. Okay, I like the other side. I get the same feeling with that. I get hyped up. I'm like, all right, let's go. Yeah, it's like a different type. It's like a different kind of hyped up. It's like a, it's like a, uh, I don't know, like a spiritually, yeah, yeah, fired up. You're not like, oh, I want to run through a brick wall right now. It's kind of like a, it helps your mind just like, like a motivational hyped up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I totally see that. And this year for you, and a few years back for me. We now both have suffered face injuries. Oh, <laughs> we can relate on that. Hey, what was and, your What was your face injury? I, I don't think I ever saw it. Uh, 2017, we were switching fields in Dodger films, and we were just as everybody was going to the next field, we were taking BP. I threw some sunflower seeds in my mouth. I was going to play third base, and I just hear a crack of the bat, line drive, and right in the cheek. Dude, it was bad. And he started say, bleeding all over. Yeah, I split my lip. I lost two teeth i think that day and uh we were rushed to the, i was rushed to the hospital and then uh they stitched it up we we're able to put the teeth yeah. back in and yeah that's one of those like once in a lifetime things i always think about where i'm like someday i'm gonna be walking to third base and i'm gonna look back and bp and i'm gonna get smoked like i'm, mm-hmm. I'm always thinking about that and the fact that it actually happened to you like yeah that's crazy yeah and i'm very grateful that because if that was a few inches higher it would have been much more dangerous like right there yeah yeah yeah, exactly. So, so lucky to have it hit there compared to anywhere else. If it had to happen, yeah. it had to happen. <laughs> yeah. And your recovery process, what was that like? Yeah. So I got hit, um, July 12th or no, July 14th. I got hit, mm-hmm. got surgery the 16th. Um, and then literally I was a wild person about this, but mm-hmm. for the next I think 11, no, we were home. We were home for like six days after we went to Kannapolis and Durham mm-hmm. and I got hit in Kannapolis, went to the game in Durham. And then we got home for six days before we went to California for those six days. I am not kidding. I can say this for the rest of my life, cross my heart, hope to die. I was icing and heating like, like back to back every 15 minutes yeah. for every single second that I was awake and not trying to eat food or something. I was icing and heating. Mm-hmm. So I, attribute that to why i got to get back so fast yeah um, they told me eight weeks and i got back in like three and a half so if it wasn't that's for, awesome that re- i was just relentless about it i'm like i literally have to get back and also m- they were projecting my first game back to be after hartford yeah hartford was going to be my homecoming so mm-hmm. i'm like i have to figure out how to play that game yeah and it- yeah i think it's the love for the game and our drive and determination i remember when i got hit 
I literally was like, it's a face injury. I feel like I can still swing. And I went yes. to the, I went to the yes. backyard and I <laughs> took some swings and I'm like, Oh, I can swing. I'll, I won't field, but I'll swing. And yeah. I came back like a week later and I was like, I'll hit, but in the field, I still need some time. And so, yeah, yeah it's just that love that you don't want to miss time and keep the playing. Other the thing too, it's like, so it wasn't even that for me. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. it was the, the competitor in me was like that a little, a little bit, mm -hmm. but 99% of it was, it's for, it was for the fan. Everything we do is fans first. Everything yeah. we do is for these fans. Like I wouldn't be playing baseball if we didn't have these fans. I'm not, mm -hmm. I clearly, I was not good enough to continue playing baseball the regular way. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have this chance. If it wasn't for them. So I need yeah. to get back for them. And like all the people coming to these games are not that they're looking for me to be playing, but like they know I'm the third baseman. Like they want to mm. see the people they've watched on social media. So I'm like, I need to get back. I need to make sure that they know that I'm okay and I'm not like done for the year and like had to get this crazy, crazy surgery. I did the surgery mm. was intense and I had to get I have plates all the way through here. But like, oh wow, I was like, I need to show them that I'm fine. Yeah. Was that your most brutal injury, you would say, or have you had anything worse happen in your baseball career? Um, no, football career, I got hurt a lot. I broke my collarbone, dislocated mm. my kneecap, uh, mm. fractured a rib. But mm. honestly, that was the worst because I couldn't eat food for a month. Oh, I could yeah. not eat solid food for a month. Yeah, that was the same with me. I had to eat all smoothies, milkshakes, just liquid oh. diet. <laughs> it, it's, it's fun. The first couple of days, you're like, oh, ice cream, smoothies. Yeah. And then after day like nine, Mm -hmm. I was like, I, so what I ended up doing, this is, I never <laughs> documented this, but I would blend up Chipotle. <laughs> no <laughs> a burrito or are we talking about yeah, what's, your, what's your Chipotle bowl. order? So I, I, I would blend up the, the stuff that basically I had to chew. So I would put okay. in the bowl, I would put rice was fine, but I would still yeah. blend it up yeah. because it was mm -hmm. like, it turned into mush, but it was still fine. Yeah. Blended up the chicken, made it shredded chicken. Mm -hmm. So it was like, kind of like mush with shredded chicken on top. And then I blended up the corn and mm -hmm. sour cream. Yeah, and it made like this kind of cool like corn cream thing. Yeah, and honestly, I was like this. I had to like pretend this is a fork. It was like, <laughs> no. so I had to, like push it, push it all the way back. Yeah, and then use my tongue because I still had stitches all throughout my mouth, like all yeah. throughout this side, mm -hmm. and it was huge. So I'm like, I'm, like just trying to chew. <laughs> hey, anything to get the Chipotle. <laughs> yeah, my man needs his Chipotle. Uh, in banana ball, there's all kinds of crazy rules on the walk. You got to throw it all nine. You got the clock for just the game time in general. Is there a rule that doesn't exist in banana ball that you would love to possibly add? One cool thing would just be um, having someone from the crowd get an AB. Oh, like dude. We, we like pick someone like we go through the crowd and we like pan. It's like <laughs> we're looking for one person to like take this AB for us. Mm -hmm. And then we just put them down the, the only thing there that i know would be a problem is like if they get hit or something mm. so like they have to sign a waiver maybe i don't know but i was I, gonna say if they get selected they just come down you got the waiver ready and they just sign and <laughs> yeah no literally yeah yeah my uh, i have a friend that always says that because so many people like to talk trash if they get upset by players on their team on mlb it's like how about you get in there <laughs> and you yeah. try it yeah. you go <laughs> Yeah, and then yeah, tell me so how funny. it feels. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is there any rules from Banana Ball that you would love to see get to the MLB? Um, I think realistically, if a mm. fan catches a foul ball and it's an out, I don't think MLB would ever – that would just ruin statistics yeah. forever. Mm -hmm. um, but I love the no stepping out of the box. That's one thing that wouldn't 
directly impact like a stat. Yeah. So that's like one thing I see is like MLB doesn't want anything to impact history. Mm -hmm. I honestly think like no stepping out of the box is I love it personally. Yeah. It makes the pitcher work faster. It makes the, the you yeah. don't think as much in the box as a hitter. Like I hit mm -hmm. probably better than I've hit any year this year in banana ball. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's because of that where you're not thinking you're like, all right, see ball, hit ball, like mm -hmm. get in the box, see ball, hit ball. Pitcher gets it back. It's like, I don't know. I like it. There's been potential in teasing the banana ball might make it to MLB parks. And I'm not asking you for a concrete answer. I don't want to have you to give away anything. But if that were to happen, how excited would you be for that? It would be incredible. Um, yeah. Obviously, you dream about playing in MLB, MLB parks for yeah. MLB teams mm -hmm. uh, when you're a kid. But, yeah. I mean, I think it'd be pretty cool to play in front of a sold-out crowd like multiple times in a year. Oh, just yeah. for playing, playing for fun, uh, playing a game that you thought you were done with. Like mm. there are not many major leaguers out there that are playing that thought, like there are some crazy stories, but there's not many of them that are like, they, they thought they were done playing baseball and then they got the second chance. Mm -hmm. Like we're all guys, we're, we're a band of misfits that all got second chances. Yeah. And like for that to be able to possibly happen could be really cool. And we announce it. Uh, where we're going next year in three days. So. Oh, yeah. So stay tuned, all you banana fans. That schedule's coming out soon. Excited. What MLB park would you love to play in? Just your number one spot. Uh, Oracle Park would be sick. I mean, oh, that's yeah. my favorite my favorite MLB stadium by far. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, so that, that would be a cool one to play at. Uh, but honestly, any of them, literally any of them. Oh, like, yeah. Just a chance to even, like, I don't know. It would be crazy. I could see a Jackson Olsen splash it coming in the near future. Dude, that'd be, that'd be so <laughs> sick. All right, that's another thing. Yeah, the McCovey Cove. Yeah, you got the lefty, so you got that right out yeah. there. <laughs> All right. No, nah, the Go. boy would clean it. But, uh, Jackson, you also shared your love for food. Now, what are the top three MLB foods you've ever tried? Top three. Number one, um, and this is the craziest one, too. It's a peanut mm -hmm. butter pulled pork sandwich from Kansas oh, City. Oh, my God. Oh, I was um, just there. <laughs> they infuse the barbecue sauce with peanut butter with uh, Reese's cup, Reese's peanut butter oh cups. You might God. sometimes you get a little oh piece of it God. in there too, where it's like crunchy. Oh, like dude, crunchy. unreal! Man, I wish we had this uh, podcast before I left for Kansas City. I didn't know that. You didn't hear about that at all? No. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's one cool thing about like yeah. going to all those stadiums and and ranking them based on food venue experience. Mm -hmm. Like I know the ins and outs of all those stadiums now, like forever. Yeah. So if anyone ever needs advice on like. What do I do here? Where do I go here? What do I do? Like I, I, well, twenty-two of them or twenty-three of them had to stop because of the bananas. But food nice. is a huge thing. And another food item, um, honestly, another Kansas City one: the nitro ice cream. They literally, there wow. I have videos of it. It's like this: the smoke goes up like crazy, and they make this <laughs> ice cream, and they like basically ball it all up, mm -hmm. and they they freeze it. I don't know how it exactly works. I think it's like it, uh, it's like creamistry here. Yeah, where they it's have like they, the, they use the nitrogen, they yeah, like yeah. splash on it's it, like, and then just yeah. the smoke goes up. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And then so that those are two of them. Then I'm trying to think. Um the San Diego has a lot of amazing, amazing uh options. And I yeah. know you guys, you're an Angels fan, right? Yes. Yeah. The helmet nachos are a great pick, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's his favorite. See, that's my guy right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um you said you've been to 22 MLB stadiums. Which ones have you not been to? Okay, so or tw I've been to 20. I was done 22 on that tour. Uh, okay. 24 
total. So I haven't been to um, either of the Florida. I haven't been to Tropicana or Miami. Um, I haven't been to Globe Life. Okay, I just went to Globe Life. I got back like a week ago. Yeah, really? <laughs> yeah, dude. You look up um, and you're like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. So uh, then, uh, who else? Uh, Cleveland haven't been to. Mm-hmm. Um, did you do Cincinnati? So, oh, I did. I love. Yeah, since oh, another food item: the Skyline Chili is crazy. Oh it's yeah, food. It's like <laughs> Ooh, chocolate chili. I don't know. Oh interesting you and i are very close in our baseball stadium journey i'm at 25 so we're both right there and then uh when are, do you as is actually a question a question i have to ask do you know when this podcast is going to air it'll be this coming week so it'll be okay. audio on thursday video on friday okay because some of those p- parks i mentioned might be parks that we're playing at this year so oh okay. look at that little tease Damn. we don't know we don't know yeah. exactly but it's just from the from the rumor mill that we've heard around like yeah. none of us like none of us know our schedule yeah but we've heard rumors of stuff and they might all be false but <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you and i share a ballpark that we both haven't gone to i haven't been to tampa either i think i need tampa cleveland cincinnati Baltimore and DC, and Baltimore. then I and then I'm caught. Then I got all thirty. Nice. So, dude, that's I mean, that, crazy. All thirty. Wow. Yeah, dude. I that, I think that's the goal of every big baseball fan is to see all thirty oh, yeah. stadiums. Need yeah. to see them. Yeah. Let's see. Um. So right now you are in off season. What occurs in a Savannah Banana player's off season? What are you doing? Where are you at? What's it like? So it's we don't even call it an off season. We call it prep season. Um, after the final out in Cooperstown, Mm -hmm. I mean, the next day I was already lifting. I was already like getting my body right because now, I mean, we literally start early, like the earliest part of February, like we're going to be practicing and playing full banana ball games, January 18th. So it's October 2nd right now. Like it's basically going to be Thanksgiving soon. Mm -hmm. And so like, that's the time where we're really chilling out. But like from now until Thanksgiving is my, I see it as this is my time to get back into baseball shape, Yeah, which is wild to say, cause I'm in baseball shape, but this is my time to like, I can't just be chilling around. Like me and Ryan Cox go to the field every day. Now mm-hmm. we're in Savannah, we're taking round balls, we're hitting, we're making content just like it's a regular season. Yeah. Uh, but I'll also, I've been going on a lot of trips. I have a lot of trips planned that I'm going to be going on. Um, doing a lot of brand deal type stuff with Gatorade, Capital One, um, going to the World Series. So there's a lot a lot of events, but it's still, my mind is still like, hey, I'm a baseball player first. Mm-hmm. So got to stay in shape and get ready for all those trick plays and the fun, crazy games that you guys do. Yeah. And this, I, I can't even imagine how you feel. Banana Ball is in the Hall of Fame. Your face is right there on that yeah. picture. How crazy is that? That's wild. And the, the yeah. crazy thing about it too is that it all stems. I don't want to say it all stems, but it, it basically all stems from like me being on this team stems from me, be, me loving the greatest showman. Yeah. And so the coolest thing about it is that like we made a decision halfway through the year that I was going to get a greatest showman Jersey. Like it was me and Evo shield worked on it together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were like, this wow. looks cool. Yeah. So after every win, we do a very like a big grand finale, like a Broadway show. Yeah. And I come out last and they say like the greatest showman, Jackson Olsen. And I rip off my jersey and it's the greatest showman jersey. Mm-hmm. And so that's the picture in the Hall of Fame is mm-hmm. me wearing 
a jersey of my favorite movie that I was like making TikToks in my bathroom about. Like I was yeah. literally making TikToks in my bathroom like three years ago about The Greatest Showman. Yeah. And it's like now that love for that movie and my love for baseball and the bananas, like that's in the Hall of Fame. I'm, it's mind boggling that, and obviously I didn't make any TikToks. I didn't make any content about the Hall of Fame because Jesse Cole got yeah. not in the Hall of Fame. Like, like this is Jesse and Emily's mm. thing. And so I didn't want to like overshadow that. I don't want to be like, oh, me being in the Hall of Fame, me being in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Like it's, it was more for them. And I was so excited for them because this is what they've built. They've yeah. built this thing. And I'm just lucky enough to like be a, p- a little part of it, like in there. So have you been lucky enough to go visit and see it yet at the Hall of Fame? So we we were there um, for the ribbon cutting of it. So we played, oh, nice. we played in Cooperstown. Um, yeah. We were there. Ribbon got cut. We saw all of it. But it was it was hectic and there was a million people looking at it. So like mm. I want to go back and just be there and yeah. like take it all in as a fan. Yeah. Now that it's kind of. I started out as a Savannah Bananas fan and now I'm part of the team. So, Mm -hmm. and that's what I love also about the bananas is you can take your love for something else. If it's just a hobby, a movie you like, and they're like, how can we incorporate this into our games? Yeah. That's exactly what they did with you. You got the coat and everything. You got kids dressing up (laughs) as you for Halloween. That's amazing. That's crazy. crazy, Yeah. And another thing you and I share in common our crushes, our celebrity crushes, both <laughs> taken by NFL men. I am in love with Haley Steinfeld. You, Taylor Swift. Who is she dating? Josh Allen, quarterback for the Bills. That's right. That's right. I forgot about that. Dang. Well, and, yeah. And now it's gone public that Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, and you've made it very clear to everybody how much you love Taylor Swift. How are you doing, man? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. No, it's funny because like, I knew coming into it, I had no chance with Taylor Swift. There's, it's a joke. I've never, I've yeah. never even talked to a female celebrity ever. Like I'm, I haven't even come into contact with one. Mm. People are always like, oh, who's your, who's like the coolest person that's DM'd you? I'm like, no one. Like there's no one that's, <laughs> there's no celebrity that ever talk. I don't talk to them. Like that's not who I am as mm. a person. I'm not like in that scene. Yeah. But to be able to have a phone where I can just make a funny video about like how I love Taylor Swift and her music. And it gets on like E! News and like they write an article that like a baseball player is heartbroken about it. And I'm like, <laughs> it's just cool. It's just it's, yeah. it's just fun. It's fun for me. I don't know. Like I know I have no chance with her, but it's just fun to make them. So does she still stay as your celebrity crush or have you picked somebody new since the Travis Kelsey news? Um, I think I think a celebrity crush because, you know, they're going to be taken by someone more big time than you. Like they can stick your celebrity crush. Yeah. So. She's still, she's still my celebrity crush. Yeah, yeah, I still rock with Haley Steinfeld, but uh, Josh Allen, I'm hoping, throws four picks in the next game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I got I to gotta ask. The, the Swift DM is kind of biting a bit. What What's your top three Taylor Swift songs? Number one um, is New Romantics. I actually – so our, D, our PA announcer, who is also our DJ, uh, Shark, we went to the concert together in Santa Clara. I remember that. And yeah. so I started singing – new romantics and like i played it in the car and he was like and he controls all the music so everything that you heard at the game like he controls that like yeah. right away so he's like should we add this into our game somehow and i'm like yeah play it i'm like play it as the first song yes play it as the first song when we, we walk need this in the game and yeah. he literally put it on the play after welcome to the show because that's like the biggest song that we play first mm-hmm. new romantics is the second song that we play now <laughs> awesome <laughs> amazing 
And uh, I think we'll just end it with this last one. As somebody who's accomplished so many amazing things, what's next? What stars are you aiming for? Oh, man. Um, obviously, I mean, I'm sticking at, sticking to what, where my energy is at right now, and that's yeah. playing with the bananas and getting myself in that. But obviously, I'm looking to hopefully not only just keep making these TikToks, but like turn this into a business somehow. And I'm not rushing it at all. No, uh, yeah. In the business of it, I'm talking like merch, podcasts, um, like maybe even not merch, but like a clothing line, um, stuff like that, like maybe shows. So there's there's a lot that I'm thinking about, but I'm not rushing into it because it's not where my energy is at right now. So yeah. that stuff will come. Um, and that's, I guess, like ad advice that I learned throughout this whole journey is don't rush it. Don't mm -hmm. rush it because one decision can really change your trajectory. Um, and I love what I'm doing right now. So I'm 25 years old. I'm having the time of my life. Mm -hmm. Like I'm never going to have more fun sure. than this. Um, and so I'm riding this out until they don't want me back anymore. And they mm -hmm. find someone, they find a new greatest showman. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's some stuff I'm thinking about, but not anything crazy yet. Yeah, that's the great thing about Banana Ball and being a part of the Bananas is entertainment and the fans are so involved that it can allow you to expand and still do this. And you answered my next and last question was, what advice would you give everybody who's trying to go for those big goals? And that was pretty much it right there. Yeah, that's it right there. <laughs> yeah. And my mom would be so mad at me if I didn't get this in, but she wanted me to tell you, hi, from Mama Kleshka. <laughs> that's all she wanted to say. She was also at that at the game in Rancho. She loves the bananas. She wants to go to Savannah and see a game in Savannah. Okay. And so she just got a part of the what the banana club, the K club. The, the K club. Let's yes. go. The K club. That's awesome. Yeah, she just became a part of it. So she's full involved. She's full banana and she loves everything you guys do. Well, all right. You need I can't I I physically cannot say this yet, mm -hmm. but because she's part of the K club, she's gonna be there's going to be something that's going to be announced on October 5th for K club members to possibly be part of. Okay. And it's going to be the coolest thing the bananas have ever done in the history of bananas. So tell your mom to stay tuned on okay. YouTube 7 PM on October 5th, because she's going to be fired up about it. All right. I'll let her know. She's definitely <laughs> yeah. going to be excited. Well, thank you, Jackson, for doing this. We appreciate really appreciate it. And uh, I really love and appreciate all the content creators that, collab and help each other expand because we all have the same love for what we do and um thank you for joining us on episode 37 yeah thank you guys keep crushing it you guys literally crush it every day so just keep keep doing that <laughs> thank <laughs> keep you doing thank it. you you too have thank a great you, season in 2024 man thank you thank you take care man see ya Hey guys, this is Austin to send you out after an amazing episode with Jackson Olson. Thank you so much. We really appreciated Jackson and it was really inspirational and great to hear all these stories he had to share. And remember for all of you, the listeners, the viewers, we have new episodes every single week. Thursday, we have the audio on Spotify, 2 p.m. Pacific time, and the video version comes out on Fridays. YouTube, Off the Field Podcast, 2 p.m. as well. Banana Ball is growing more and more each and every year, and I think it would be awesome if you guys left a comment down below letting us know why you love Banana Ball. Is it the games, the skits, the fun rules, the players, the fan involvement, or maybe something else? Let us know. Thank you for tuning into this episode. Make sure you guys are subscribed here to Off the Field on Spotify and YouTube, and be ready to follow Off the Field Podcast on TikTok. We are hoping to have it up and ready for 
for you guys by the next episode. And I will tell you what, the first 100 people to follow the TikTok page will be followed back. We don't have it up yet, so make sure you are tuned in to episode 38 next week where we will hopefully have it up and running. We will be posting clips from these very episodes that you guys watch, listen to, and enjoy every week. Hope you guys are just as excited as we are, and I will say it one more time. The first 100 people to follow the TikTok will get followed back. We will have the TikTok ready for you guys to follow by the next episode. So stay tuned, have the alerts ready, turn on that notification bell, and we will see you in episode number 38 of Off the Field Podcast. Have a great day.